Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, the aphorism for August 2nd. Intuition is simple because it involves direct perception and is not a process of joining thoughts and ideas together painstakingly like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. People usually become increasingly complex with the acquisition of knowledge. Learn instead to approach your problems not by puzzling them through, but by withdrawing to your own center. There, offer your problems up to that pivotal simplicity. Never feel that you have your answer until you've reached in your heart a sense of its perfect rightness. It's a very interesting subject, that intuition, that Swamiji is introducing us to right now. People become increasingly complex as they gain more knowledge. The more variables you can take into account, the more statistics you have access to, the more experts you're listening to, the more confused you can get. And the more you see that people disagree about what could be true here and what might not be true there, that that doesn't mean uh, that ignorance is bliss. And it doesn't mean that the less educated, the less intelligent you are, the more likely you are to be right, because there's just as much mistaken thinking, well, everywhere. (laughs) There's just a lot of mistaken thinking everywhere. So Swamiji is just talking about, well, what what I'm actually wanting to say is, Swamiji himself was a highly educated person, and, and he did not feel that facts were his enemy, and he did not shut off everybody's opinion just so everybody's knowledge understanding ideas, contributions, just so that he could just listen to his intuition. Sometimes your, your broad understanding of a situation is what empowers your intuition. Knowing history is helpful if you're trying to decide what might happen in the present. Swami was extremely well informed about human nature, about the nature of organizations, about history, in addition to, of course, everything he knew about the spiritual life. But when he had important decisions to make, when he had any decisions to make, he didn't just, he didn't look at the periphery. He didn't look at all the studies and everybody else's opinion and all the statistics. Just as he he put it, he would go to the heart of the matter. And partly it could be a concept and partly it could be just a feeling. You know, what in essence is happening here and what's trying to happen. And he, he often talked to us, and this is a fundamental spiritual principle that there's the, the, the conscious mind is where we collect all this information. We look at the material world and we discriminate among all the different pieces of it. The subconscious mind, in the, in the way that um, the path of Kriya Yoga, Swamiji expresses it, speaks of it, the subconscious is where everything that's already happened is stored. And that, in the context of yoga, also includes past life experiences. 
Everything that we already understand, that we already know, that we're already familiar with is all there. Our memories, our, the impressions, the vrittis, the everything, it's the samskars is the word for it, all past impressions are there. And then there's the conscious level where we discriminate among the, uh, at the, about the objective world. And the superconscious is, is what connects us to a higher level of reality. The subconscious can only reassemble what it already knows. The superconscious is connected to the creative source. So this is where genuinely new and original thoughts and ideas come from, where we really feel, oh, something is something, I've had a brainwave, I've had a great idea, I've had a new inspiration. That's always when the superconscious is speaking to us. In a real sense, the superconscious and the subconscious are the two arenas that are always trying to influence us. And the conscious mind, it's very interesting, is the battleground in which these two forces play. And the conscious mind gathers this information and sort of analyzes it, but it's because these two forces are playing. The pull toward expansive new ways of thinking, the comfort of just reassembling what I already know and putting into a different order, or even more than that, just falling back into a position I've already had. Um, Master made the comment that reason follows feeling. Whatever our feelings become committed to, we choose among objective possibilities those, those ones that will support what we already feel. I was watching myself a couple of days ago. This is being recorded during the period of uh, shelter in place, of quarantine in the, the summer of 2020. That's you know the time that I'm reading is the time that all this is happening. And I, I just, at a certain point for, not for very long, but for about 24 hours, I just grew tired of this whole situation. Even though for the most part, actually, it's been very creative and I've been very comfortable in it. By the grace of God, my circumstances are, are quite, conge quite congenial and, and I'm not in, under any threat of any kind, health or financial, at the moment. And so I'm happy here. But for one day, I just got tired of it, really tired of it. And the next day, it was amazing to me to realize how selectively I had analyzed information. I'd just been exceedingly selective and had come up with strong conclusions, but they were all based on a, a predetermined bias coming from my subconscious mind that we just don't want to do this anymore, and therefore this, this, and this, and this is true. But intuition is a different reality because intuition is when we get a glimpse of an already existing truth that is not the sum total of all the pieces. It's just simply what's there. It's who I am. It's what I want. It's what's true for another person. Swamiji continually amazed us over all the years that I knew him, how we could bring to him some situation, a personnel issue, an organizational matter, a personal matter. And it was just impossible for us or me or whoever was involved to just quite see it. Swami would just look right into it and just, he would pull from the superconscious something that was trying to happen, which is where everything was leading, but we didn't quite have, well, the intuition, the inner stillness, really to know what it was. 
Now, intuition is, is like any other way of understanding things. We practice it. We learn more about it. And we have to... Well, let me put it this way. Whenever I'm trying to give people courses in how to know and trust your inner guidance, and I have a YouTube channel with, well, it's now over a thousand different videos, and you'll find on there if you want to, how to know and trust your inner guidance, how to know God's will, how to develop intuition. You can search and find such classes. And, and one of the things that I always talk about is there's, there is the wrong habit of allowing our lives to be dictated by forces outside of us. And in uh, these aphorisms of living wisely, living well, Swami speaks to that fact multiple times. Don't let other people determine for you what you yourself think. Just because people want you to do something, follow your own star, stick to your own guns, have your own opinions. Don't allow yourself just to be tossed about. So the first step in developing a right, a right relationship to your own inspiration is to at least bring the decision inside yourself. Know what you prefer to have for lunch, which movie you would like to see, what day you would like to leave on your vacation, rather than just letting everybody else decide so that your life is just, just belongs to others. It doesn't even belong to you. The first step in developing superconscious intuition is to at least be inwardly directed, at least become inwardly directed. Now, you may not care what you have for lunch. Genuinely, you don't care. And so it's fine to let others make the decision. But if one is just in the habit of getting one's values and opinions from outside, that's not very good. I was very shocked. Of course, I was very young when I was about 20. I was working as a secretary in this legal office, and one of the other secretaries was getting married. I've always been, an, I think the word at the time was nonconformist. Then I got to be a bohemian, and then I got to be a hippie, and then I got to be part of the, the um, spiritual lunatic fringe. Now a great deal of what I'm doing has become almost mainstream, but I always got to be on the edge of things, and I always made up my own mind. But this woman, everything about her wedding, really everything about the way she related to her husband, and I fear her fiancé then, everything about the way she ultimately got divorced from him, was coming from magazines. I mean, she literally had the magazines there, and she would decide what she was going to do according to what was in the magazines. I was, I was, I think stunned is actually the right word. It wasn't even that I judged her. I just thought, how could you be doing something as personal as your own wedding by just looking at popular culture and making your decisions from all those other people? So the first step is to become inwardly aware and have the strength of spine to, to know what is important to me and st to stand for it. But the tricky part is we are not a single person. We think of ourselves, if we were thinking of sports, as a single marathon runner. But our internal world is more like a football team or maybe a whole football league in which we have many different voices all competing for our attention. So the first step is to begin to listen inwardly but within ourselves, then we have to learn to listen to the right voice. And what Swami is talking about when he's talking about intuition is not the subconscious voice. This feels so right. Lots of things will feel really right, 
because they're so comfortable. They're so familiar. They're exactly who I already am. They require nothing of me. And that's, that's not the kind of intuition Swamiji is speaking of. Now, merely because something terrifies you does not mean it's superconscious either. But we have to practice. We have to practice thinking, once we know what I want, we have to think, which I wants that? Is that the, the real star player to whom I wish to give the ball because I know he's going to take me where I want to go? Or is this some slacker sitting on the bench who just wants to hold it because it's less effort for him to hold it? So Swamiji is introducing the subject without giving us all the guidelines because all the guidelines are enormous and definitely worth studying and through the resources of Ananda, my, my own resources and many others within Ananda, you can learn more about, oh, how do I discern? How can I really tell? And, but once one begins to realize that the superconscious is there to inspire me and if I learn properly how to bring myself to a state of stillness in which I'm not being, being sucked into the superconscious or frantically walking around trying to analyze my way to freedom or to truth, I will begin to discover that there is a vibration of intuitive awareness that will begin to speak to me. And that is the way that we really want to run our lives. As Swami Kriyananda says, don't ever make an important decision until you have a sense of perfect rightness in your heart. Intuition is simple because it involves direct perception and is not a process of joining thoughts and ideas together painstakingly like pieces in a jigsaw puzzle. People usually become increasingly complex with the acquisition of knowledge. Learn instead to approach your problems not by puzzling them through, but by withdrawing to your own center. There, offer your problems up to that pivotal simplicity. Never feel, never feel that you have your answer until you've reached in your own heart a sense of its perfect rightness. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.